For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football Podcast, hosted by me, Tony Liebert. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Liebert. So, another Monday morning show in the transfer portal offseason era, and there is plenty to talk about. Last week, we talked about the Gophers adding four new play, new commitments from the transfer portal, and uh, defense coordinator Joe Rossi deciding to accept the same role at Michigan State. This week, the Gophers have lost two 2024 commitments, flipping to other schools. Uh, one expected to flip to a certain school, but and two of those transferable commitments flipping to other schools as well. So four players that were expected to be on the roster in 2024 are not, but the Gophers added two more from the transfer portal. And there's some uh, new news on the top 2024 high school commit to this class. Number one player in Minnesota, Coy Parrish, and what his decision will be. So we'll cover that all on this episode and Maybe do a little early National Signing Day preview. Later this week, I will have a full show breaking down all of the high school commitments the Gophers received on Wednesday. But a little preview on uh, what could happen, what will happen, and what should happen. So, um, right off the bat, I think the biggest news of the week was the Gophers losing four commitments. Um it started when uh, 2024 defense lineman from Prior Lake, Minnesota, Jide Abatsiri, flipped to USC. He was a guy we mentioned before that he was on an official visit there um, earlier this month. So that did not come out of left field. And it was kind of something that was building up to possibly happen. But um, now he will be playing in South California. What does that mean for the Gophers? Um, he is a very talented defensive lineman. On, on three sports has him as four-star player, top 300 in the country. And uh, he would have been a pretty solid uh, addition for the Gophers. He, I don't think he would have contributed as a true freshman, but he could have been a guy like Anthony Smith that we we saw last year contribute as a redshirt freshman. Um, he could have been a guy who contributed in his first two to three years at Minnesota. I truly think he's that talented, and there's a reason why USC is after his services. Um, tough loss whenever you lose a player of that level, but you want players on your team that are bought in. Especially now, we know how quickly they can leave for the transfer portal, so um, getting guys that you think can stay long-term and that you can develop are important. So maybe he wasn't fully bought into Minnesota. Maybe uh, he was bought into Joe Rossi in the defense. So now he's off to USC. Um, the 
flip season is very interesting thing because many Gophers fans are disappointed, rightfully so. Whenever you uh, lose a player on your favorite team, it's going to be a good thing. But um, commenting on his Twitter and commenting on his Instagram is a little weird to me. Um, if you were a kid that grew up in Minnesota um, and you got a scholarship offer to play Division One football in Southern California at one of the uh, nicest campuses, nicest football programs in the entire country, it's pretty hard to turn that down, even if you were a Minnesota fan. Um, I grew up rooting for the Gophers, but if I had an offer to USC and Lincoln Riley was talking me up, it'd just be harsh to say no there. So I, you got, you got to step back and be like, oh, I see where Jai is coming from. And nevertheless, it's a tough loss, but saying he's like getting angry at him for not honoring his commitments a little weird to me because. Coaches like Joe Rossi didn't honor his commitment to the Gophers, and players should be able to do the same, especially when you're in high school. Um, I was, I'm indecisive now. I know I was even more indecisive when I was in high school. So, um, I, I don't see anything wrong with high school players being able to do this. I think we're just in an era now where a commitment doesn't mean as much as it used to, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I just think you have to reshape your expectations and. Continuing on the list, uh, four-star linebacker, according to On3Sports as well, Brady Pretzlaff, a player that that publication is very high on, thinks he's top 200 player in the country, one of the better linebackers in the country, um, decommitted after taking a visit to Michigan State, where Joe Rossi's going to be. Um, all intensive purposes, that's the expectation of where he will be playing college football next year. And a guy who grew up in Michigan, rooting for the Wolverines, oddly enough. Not a huge shock that he left. Another guy, the linebacker position is a position that the Gophers have a lot of young players. They got Maverick Baranowski, Devin Williams, Tyler Stolsky, Joey Gerlock, Sam Macy in the young upcoming, upcoming class. Uh, so doesn't really hurt their long-term depth, but like I said, he's a player that some publications are really high on, a very talented guy that certainly could have started on this team at some point in his career. So, um, tough loss. He's a good player, and him and Jai Dabasiri will make the Gophers recruiting class drop in overall rankings, but not irreplaceable um, players. And the Gophers just have to pivot, and that's what good roster-building strategy is nowadays, um, especially in college football. You, things are going to change, and you've got to pivot to other options. So um, outside of that, in the transfer portal world, Gophers lost two commitments less than a week after they committed, which this is a little odd to me. Uh, the high school thing's a whole nother thing. Uh, Brady Pretzlaff committed maybe six, seven months ago. Same with Jai Dabasiri. That's plenty of time to change your mind, and I see that. But for FIU transfer defensive tackle Jordan Gerard to commit to the Gophers last Sunday, and then this Saturday, the 16th, to change his mind and flip to Louisville, it's a little odd to me. Um, if you committed to the Gophers a week ago, 
and you were still listening to other offers that quickly, that tells me you weren't really committed in the first place. So I, I, that I don't really understand uh, what's the point of that is. Um, a little odd, a little peculiar. Um, really tough loss for the Gophers. I was pretty um, excited for Gerard. I, he was a huge upgrade at the defensive tackle position. I think he would have been their best interior defensive lineman last year. A lot of recruiting sites are very high on him, rightfully so. I think he's a very talented player. So a tough loss uh, at that position. I fully expect the Gophers to look at another guy from the portal because uh, De Devin Eastern, Darnell Jeffries, um, Martin Owusu, and uh, Logan Richter are good players and can fill in that position, but it is still a weak spot on this roster and they need improved play. There's no reason why those players can't have improved play at that position, but uh, Gerard was going to be a major contributor, so he's a tough loss. And lastly, when it comes to commitment flips, um, Indiana transfer running back Trent Howland opted to return back to Indiana. Uh, this one, again, I can see why. Um, he transfers away from Indiana after his head coach, Tom Allen, gets let go. And uh, they bring in a new head coach. He gives him a call. Kurt Signetti from James Madison gives him a call, says, hey, Trent, uh, blah, blah, blah. We got all this stuff for you. We'd like you to come back. He didn't know who the who Indiana was going to hire. So it's a very vulnerable position for a player. You know, you enter the transfer portal, you're like, I don't want to play for this random head coach. And... It's a lot to ask on young adults. I'm a young adult, and having um that much of an option is it's tough. And they're just doing stuff under their own rights, and I I don't blame them. That one makes a little more sense to me. And uh, he tweeted out that it was something to do with personal reasons why he originally entered the transfer portal, and now he decides to come back. So, um. That one's a tough loss, too. I fully expect the Gophers to look to add another running back because they still have a hole at that position. Uh, arguably, the defensive tackle and running back outside of QB were their two biggest holes on this roster. So uh, losing two players at that those positions are tough, but now the Gophers just have to shift. So tough losing those four players. I don't know how much Joe Rossi leaving to – go to Michigan State impacted those decisions. Um, but I do think the Pretzlaff one and Jad Abbasiri certainly had a little impact. And I, I would argue that Jordan Gerard maybe too. Um, a running back flipping, maybe not. I feel like uh, Trent Howland's situation might have been a little different with his uh, personal stuff off the field. So um, Certainly interesting to look at those, but it's worth noting because it's four players leaving to go all those other places, four players that um, could have easily made starts for this program at some point in their careers. Moving on to some more positive news, the Gophers added two new players from the transfer, starting with um, Fresno State transfer quarterback Logan Fife. Um, Fife committed the Gophers on Sunday after taking an official visit over the weekend. Um, kind of mentioned this in previous episodes that I think it made sense for the Gophers to go out and add a veteran quarterback because with only incoming true freshman Drake Lindsay and redshirt freshman for walk-on Max Shikinjansky on the roster, 
it made sense to add a fourth arm in that quarterback room, especially a guy who has been in college for a while, veteran guy, full-grown adult, 22, 23 years old, that will be able to um, help these young guys, Lindsey and Shikinjansky, while Max Brosmer is likely the QB1 this year. So according to a couple of reports, Ryan Burns from 24-7 Sports always right on stuff. It said that um, Fife and the Gophers coaching staff had a pretty clear understanding that Brosmer was brought in to be the guy this year. But Fife has two seasons of eligibility remaining. So the main selling point was maybe that he is the clear backup this year. Brosmer goes down. He has a chance to jump in. And then in 2025, he has a chance to compete with Drake Lindsay for that number one spot. So I'm guessing that was their recruiting pitch. And um, I think it makes sense for the Gophers. Uh, Fife doesn't do anything that jumps uh, off the page. But um, like I said, he has two seasons of eligibility remaining. Came in in 2020 COVID season after only, um, well, so he, here's some quick background. He grew up in a suburb, Tracy, California, near Stockton, California. Um, he threw for 2,230 yards, completed half his passes for 22 yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven rushing touchdowns in his senior season of um, high school at Gracie High School. And he started for three years at the varsity level and um, didn't receive much Division One uh, interest. He had an offer from Cal Poly and Fresno State, ultimately chose the Bulldogs and then he came in 2020 COVID season, redshirted as a true freshman. And then in 2021, he was the backup to a very talented quarterback, Jake Hayner, who's now with the New Orleans Saints. He appeared in relief duty in one game that year. And then in 2022, as a redshirt sophomore, he appeared in 10 games. Four as the starter, filling in for Hayner, who was hurt uh, for much of that year. And he completed 70% of his throws, 892 passing yards, two touchdowns, and six picks, three rushing touchdowns. So his first year um, starting, at least in a couple opportunities, he struggled, to say the least. But in 2023, Fresno State brought in UCF transfer quarterback Mikey Keene, who beat out Fife for the starting room. Uh, Fife continued to play sparingly, completed 57.1 of his passes, and uh, threw for 642, three touchdowns, two picks. So um, he's six foot, 205 pounds, uh, relatively average measurables. Like I said, he won't have anything that will jump off the page, but he only, has only had 287 career dropbacks. Um, he has rubbed shoulders with now head coach, uh, now Washington head coach, Kalen DeBoer, who originally recruited him to Fresno State, and the talented quarterback, Jake Hayner, who he learned from. So, um, there's no reason why he can't improve at Minnesota. The Gophers clearly saw something they liked in him and decided to bring him in to back up Rosemer. And he'll provide some uh, nice veteran depth. And uh, he will, I think most importantly, what this does is many, many teams have six quarterbacks on the roster. And Fife now gives Minnesota three scholarship players and four players overall at the position, like I said. Um, it would be a tough task to ask any true freshman to immediately step up into a backup role like Drake Lindsey was slated to do. That puts a lot of pressure on him. So 
Um, while Lindsay still has now the opportunity to work into that spot, he doesn't have the pressure to do so. Um, he can develop at his own pace, and the Gophers can uh, shortly walk him along, and they are not uh, rushing him into a certain role. So um, I think this was an important ad, fills a role, and now um, the Gophers have some depth at the quarterback room. The second player they added from the transfer portal was transfer TCU transfer defensive back Jayante McMillan. Um, McMillan was an interesting addition. He was a former walk-on at TCU. He grew up in Conyers, Georgia, a small suburb very close to Atlanta, and he competed at Rockdale County High School, which competes at the highest level of football in Georgia at the 6A level. And uh, he did not earn a Division One scholarship out of high school, so he decided to bet on himself, uh, accept a preferred walk-on um, offer from TCU. And in 2020, he uh, redshirted as a true freshman, and then the following season he played three snaps on the defensive side of the ball and um, more on the special teams. And then in 2022, it was – or 2021, it was 84 snaps – and last season, it was 80 snaps on defense. So he has not played much in his four-year college career in Fort Worth, but he has two seasons of eligibility remaining. With the Gophers' current cornerback depth with Justin Wally deciding to return, Bucknell transfer Ethan Robinson still committed to the program, and uh, Tariq Watson, uh, Tyler Bride, Ryland Kel. Kelly and Zaquan Bryan as depth. I didn't see the cornerback position as a huge uh, position of need necessarily, but at five foot 11, 190 pounds, McMillan played safety predominantly in college. So I could see the Gophers trying him kind of a hybrid role at both those positions. Uh, Jack Henderson's a guy that they love to do that with, kind of play that nickel uh, role third safety, third corner, third linebacker, kind of that uh, hybrid position. Uh, I don't know if McMillan's big enough to do that on this team, but with Tyler Newbin graduating, the Gophers have a lot of questions at the safety position, as we'll get into a little bit with Coy Parrish. Um, Fullman Bryson's returning. Darius Green is returning. Um, two guys who have started multiple games for the Gophers, but... McMillan could compete for a spot there, and he's a very good special teams player. He only had 167 career snaps on defense, but he had 339 on special teams. So um, ultimately, he will, I think, contribute to this team on special teams, which is important at the end of the day. And but I think the Gophers can use him creatively because he's a very athletic person. It's a bit of an unknown. Um I would, I guess, be lying to say that this uh, addition didn't slightly confuse me. I thought there were uh, more positions of need for the Gophers, and you only have so many scholarships. But um, I think McMillan's an interesting toolsy player that can provide the Gophers with a versatile defensive back that can play safety, corner, and special teams. So... Moving on to the other big news of the week, the 
Gophers' highly touted safety commitment from ESCO, Minnesota, Foy Parrish will be signing his national letter of intent on early national signing day, December 20th, this Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. at ESCO Theater in his hometown of ESCO. Why that is uh, news is because Coy took an official visit to Ohio State a few weeks ago, and a few uh Recruiting side specifically on three sports, one that I like to browse, announced that um, they predicted that uh, Koi Parrish will flip to the Buckeyes. And after that, it was announced that he uh, canceled a previously scheduled Florida State visit for this past weekend. And so at that point, it looked like it was two-man race between Ohio State and Minnesota. So... That was on three sports telling you that he's going to commit to Ohio State. And that was on December 12th. So that would have been last Tuesday. So six days later, 24-7 sports, who is obviously another very reputable um, recruiting site, announced that they expect uh, Steve Wiltfong, who's very well-respected uh, recruiting analyst, he announced that um, he expects Corey Parrish to remain committed to the Gophers. So, the uh, different reports there, but I think the most important thing in this scenario, so that on three report came after Coy's official visit to Ohio State. That came, it would have been two or three days later, let's say. So, 48 to 72 hours later after that visit, that was fresh in Coy's mind and Coy's team's mind, whoever gave that on three guy that report. Fast forward to um, today when it was announced that Coy Parrish is expected to remain committed to the Gophers. Coy was rumored to have an at-home visit with the Gophers over the weekend. So that's fresh in his mind there. So maybe... There was something that happened there. Maybe the Gophers were like, you're going to start day one. This program is yours, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the Gophers were like, this is who we're looking at at defensive coordinator. And maybe Coy Parrish is like, ooh, I like those options. So I think that's what could have happened. I think the Gophers probably did a really good job selling to Coy in that scenario. This is what we got going on. This is what's going to happen. And... Based on this information, based on what I know, I wouldn't say that it's a done deal. I would say the Gophers are back in the driver's seat, which at this point is all you can ask for a player like him. Um, it's certainly a positive note. A lot of Gophers fans are very down, thinking, oh, it's just another guy going to leave, blah, blah, blah. Seems like there's still a chance for him to keep um, the maroon and gold in his eyesight so that is an interesting one to look out for and so at this point a lot of roster moves right there you got trent howland and jordan gerard out from the transfer portal you got god abasiri and brady pretzlaff out from the high school ranks you got logan fife fresno state transfer quarterback coming in you got TCU transfer defensive back Jayante McMillan coming in. So, what's next? 
as I'm recording this today, Monday the 18th, we are less than 48 hours away from early National Signing Day, a time for some of these transfer portal commitments, and more importantly, the high school commitments to put a pen to paper and sign their national letter of intent. We have seen some of these transfer portal guys sign their NLI on this day, so that's something to look out for that not many people think of. Um, in the new modern era of uh, college football. Um, but more importantly, the Gophers uh, recruiting class that at one point was ranked top 30 in the country will be putting uh, pen to paper. And um, a lot of these guys will be deciding on whether Minnesota is their place to be. Corey Parrish, obviously the guy that uh, everyone's circling, top 100 player in the country, one of the best players to ever commit to Minnesota. Hopefully, he's one of the best to sign. Um, that is obviously what everyone's looking out for. But Nathan Roy, offensive lineman from Wisconsin, another guy that uh, at one point was the number one um, committed player in this class for the Gophers, is still a very talented player to look out for. And um, Riley Sunram, defensive lineman from the Dakotas, Greg Lindsay, Mason Carrier. Julian Johnson. I don't expect there to be too many huge shocks in this uh, situation. Um, there could be a couple. The Gophers have already lost now four players to this class. They have uh, 19 commitments. At one point, it was at 23. Um, Pretzlaff and Abasiri joined Corey Smith, wide receiver from Indiana, and Mauricio Hines, that offensive lineman from Nova Scotia, Canada. So um, it's always fun to – I like national signing. I, I like this whole offseason stuff. I know people hate it, but it's it's good theater. Um, it's hard to follow. It needs to be regulated a little, a little bit better. But um, it, it's like the, the NBA offseason. It's like anything. It, I, I like following it. It's good fun. Um, I think people just take it a little too seriously. End of the day, it's just guys playing college football, and uh, college is meant to be celebrated. Great time for everyone. So, um, my advice to you would be: don't get too hurt by any of this stuff. Um, I I love following it all. I I'm fascinated by roster construction in mo modern college football, and these last three weeks are, are probably the busiest three weeks of the year when it comes to that. And I expect there to be a lot of twists and turns that I don't even know are coming. So um, that's certainly one to look out for. Uh, there's a few, I guess, transfer portal names to look out for. Uh, if you're a new running back for the Gophers, might be uh, Saia Bangura from Ohio. That's spelled S-I-E-H-B-A-N-G-U-R-A. Recently visited the Gophers over the weekend, and he just closed his recruitment. So that's a guy to look out for when it comes to the Gophers adding a new running back. Um, also at the wide receiver position, Wake Forest receiver. Get his name here. I'm sorry. This is very unprofessional. Jamal Banks is visited the Gophers uh, yesterday and over the weekend. Another guy that has a lot of high-level interest. If the Gophers were able to get a commitment for him, him that's huge. Um, those are two more transfer portal names, but 
I expect there to be plenty of news uh, in the coming weeks when it, on the defense coordinator front, on the high school recruiting front, on the transfer portal front. So um, that's kind of where we're at now. It kind of feels like the uh, days before Christmas right now, um, even though Christmas is coming up, but um, there's a lot to happen. So a uh, lot of anticipation right now. I will have a full breakdown on everything that happens Thursday morning, uh, Wednesday evening. So uh, be on the lookout for that. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go, go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.